Welcome to Redbird Buzz. I'm Rachel Kobus from Alumni Engagement. Erin Levzo left ISU with a bachelor's degree in hand and whatever she could fit in her car as she set out west and soon found herself in the bright lights of Las Vegas. The theater major had no clue what was in store for her in the coming years as she took what she learned in college and applied it to a career in marketing technology. Caesars Entertainment, MGM Resorts, Wingstop, Freebirds World Burrito are just a few places that have been impacted by Erin's creativity, drive, and willingness to learn. Now the chief marketing officer for the Museum of Ice Cream, Erin is here to share her journey and some life lessons she's gathered as a collector of experiences. We're excited to have Erin Levzo with us here today. So Erin, what's the word, Redbird? Tell us a little bit about yourself. And she laughs at me. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, well, Erin uh, Levzo, a graduating class of 2006 at Illinois State, and excited to be here today. Uh, I currently work as the Chief Marketing Officer for Museum of Ice Cream and um, have worked everywhere. Grew up in Illinois, been in Vegas, Dallas, Austin, and now we live up in Wisconsin. Yes, I know. You, I'm very excited to have Erin with us and talk about your career as a young professional and a young female professional on top of that, too. Um, and also, it's just a very interesting path that you've taken. And I feel like I'm a little repetitious because Erin has also been on a lot of podcasts, I found out from all my <laughs> research. But it, it, you have just a very unique, interesting story because, and that's why I want to kick us off, is you started as a theater major at ISU. So what got you into, that was the path you started with, and that's the degree you earned too. So as a theater major, what, what's that all about? Let's talk about it. Um, well, a theater degree, I think, will get you really far in life, no matter what you decide to do. But <clears throat> I did study theater. I had always done theater. I grew up in eighth grade. I realized this was something I was going to do the rest of my life as far as I was concerned. What? Went through ISU studying theater. I even worked at the Center for the Performing Arts in the box office and as the house manager. Um, so I was just immersed in theater all the time. And then when I graduated, I packed up my car with what could fit in it, and which wasn't a lot. It was a very small car and drove out west thinking i would land in la okay. got to vegas realized i really couldn't afford la i had 800 dollars, and uh in vegas i could afford a really 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 crappy apartment in a really bad area that i got for two months for 600 dollars because they had found a dead body in it oh my god and i bought a hundred dollar mattress off of the back of some guy's truck no box springs because i didn't know what they were and then I ate Jack in the Box until I could find a job. Perfect. My first job actually was being a psych evaluator and uh, office manager for a psychologist, oh. uh, which just paid the bills. Like it, it literally gave me more money to eat more Jack in the Box is really what it did. And <clears throat> then I landed a job as a box office supervisor at Bally's Paris Rio, which was mm -hmm. very exciting. I'm working back in theater. I'm working with the David Hasselhoffs and the Tony Danzas and like, um, kind of mid-level celebrities and uh, working with touring Broadway shows. And I loved every minute of it. And then I took a, a management course that Caesars offered and they said, 
I was a natural trainer and training is like being on stage. Okay. And yeah. Did I want to join the training team? And I was like, absolutely. So I joined as the training coordinator and worked my way up um, for all of Caesars corporate, traveled around, went to Atlantic City, all these things. And it was very young, didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and then the recession hit. And when the recession hit in 08, everybody was losing their job. Vegas got hit really hard. I kept being told I was safe. And then they said, you know what? You don't need trainers when you're not hiring employees, right? We're actually laying off employees. So I found myself without a job. And they said, what What do you want to do? And I was like, oh, anything? Uh, I'll clean rooms? Like, what do you need? And I had just bought my first house, which was a poor decision as well. But that fast forward to later foreshadowing. Um, and I said, whatever you have. And they said, what do you know about internet marketing? And at the time I said, well, I have the Facebook, um, which just so everyone knows it was the, you had to like actually type in T H E mm -hmm. it's like when it rolled out at ISU for us during that time, yep. we had like, you connected with your professors. That's what Facebook was. And like, you could like drop something, but it wasn't like on someone's wall. It was very different on how it was set up. Oh, yeah. You could like, they wanted you to like upload your whole college course schedule on it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, there was really no reason. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. There was no reason for the woman who hired me to hire me. She said, and she said it to me, she goes, there's no reason to hire you. You know, nothing about internet marketing. And I said, you are correct, mm -hmm. but I can memorize things really well, right? right. Theater. Yeah. Um, I uh, never give up theater and I will work my butt off for you. Plus I'm from the Midwest. And from what I can tell Midwest people have a better work ethic. Oh. And I just assumed like this was, I was shooting my shot, right? Like take the risk, take yeah. the leap. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, you think so? And I thought, oh crap. And she goes, well, I'm from Michigan. And I actually completely agree with that. You can start. And I, she allowed me to start on December 26th. And I was like, okay, whenever you need me. Mm -hmm. And so I worked my way up. And that was the beginning of my marketing career. And I went from Caesars to MGM to Palms, um, where I led marketing. Mm -hmm. And then we decided uh, to move out of Las Vegas, went to Dallas, worked at Wingstop restaurants. Wingstop led me to be the CMO at Freebirds World Burrito in Austin. Then I led uh, the entire vertical for Pathway Martech Agency, which is now Bounteous, uh, doing CRM, loyalty, marketing, uh, and working with just about any restaurant that you can imagine, L'Oreal, Moet Hennessy, Shandon. And then after all of that, we were recruited um, up to Wisconsin, where I was the CMO of Marcus Hotels and Resorts, built a beautiful branded art-themed hotel with a theater in it. So ties all the way back. And... Uh, then took a job working for Del Taco, which then merged with Jack in the Box as the vice president of marketing technology. So that Jack in the Box aid at the beginning, full circle to Jack in the Box again. And finally now took the position as the chief marketing officer for Museum of Ice Cream and Figure Eight Brands. We're done with the interview, everybody. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. And I can, I hope I can ask this question because Aaron just explained all of that. And Aaron, how old are you? Oh God, I'm, th I'm 39. I know, but all that, <laughs> well, all that, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, you're only, 
only three years older than me and i've lived in illinois my whole life <laughs> which is a good thing i enjoy it i love what i do but i that's amazing and i just love that it's basically like you could probably sit in an elevator if it was a really tall elevator in vegas and give that whole spiel to somebody too so it's a really good vegas elevator speech <laughs> yes yes you could say that but but it really did. So I'm going back to my original question, like you started as a theater major and like you gave all those examples of just how theater and that degree from ISU and I, I wanted to bring in too. it wasn't just I mean classes we always say are very important, but I think you were involved with theater of Ted. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said the box office so just having all those experiences as a theater major and at 39 I mean the the word vice president the word you know cmo comes out of, uh, of your story over and over again it's it's incredible so i'm going to say that and then good night oh, well thank you <laughs> um yeah theater of ted was amazing so the whole model is dare to suck and i would show up at midnight and it took me a long time to actually be willing to dare to suck mm. um but i did and it was such a community and uplifting and that's theater gives you like fast friends yeah. and you are all there you're all so different and you're all eclectic but you all are there for the same reason yeah. and what really to the core even though we all look and act differently it's the love that we lead with and that's what I find in theater majors and I, I'd be hard pressed. Like if someone comes up and introduce them to self to me, I can pretty quickly tell if they're a fine arts person yeah, based yeah. on how they uh, emote their energy. Okay. Theater people are just different. So yeah. Ted was wonderful for that. Um, yes. The center for the performing arts, like everybody needs that job to earn extra money during college, or at least I did. And uh to be able to stay in the theater, to be able to be around theater all the time and still be earning mm -hmm. uh, money as a college student is just phenomenal, as well as the management experience it gave me because I oversaw the ushers and staff. So it, it was wonderful. And then the being able to learn from the faculty that led it as well. Yeah, no, I love it. And it's just funny. I That's why I had to say theater tattoo, just from everything you've done, it's the you don't suck, but the dare to suck, the dare, the, the, you know, taking the chance and saying yeah. yes to everything and not being afraid, like that's coming out of your background and obviously in everything that you do too. So, um, and that's kind of what I was going to lead into is how you use this theater degree. And again, we've seen all your jobs and the progression, but how do you use this theater degree to really up your skills in the marketing world? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I think theater degrees in general give you a couple things. Public speaking, one of them, easiest, yeah. right? Public speaking, how you present yourself, mm -hmm. what your body language says. Those are all like basic theater things you're going to learn. Mm -hmm. um, but many people in the executive world haven't necessarily learned them. Mm -hmm. And in fact, a lot of times I'll hear someone say like, oh, should executives take public speaking courses? And I go, oh, I did for four years. <laughs> yeah. But uh, being able to projection, right? Not every idea in marketing or any job is going to be perfect. And being able to take the risk because sometimes I'm not right for the role. Sometimes I'm not right for the marketing role. Who knows? Um, but there's a lot of things, flexibility, being able to adapt, being able to understand different people. And then I think a big one is when you work in theater, in order to do well, 
you need to understand how all the different pieces of theater come together. The director, the stage manager, the actors, the back of house, the costume, it all has a place. And in business, the same thing happens. You yeah. can't just look at your one silo and go, oh, marketing's doing so great. No, you need to have an understanding for operations, HR, people in culture, um, all the different umbrellas inside of business. So I think there are a lot of things that theater has taught me. In fact, I would encourage anyone if they're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my theater degree. You can do anything. You can literally do anything uh, in business or otherwise. And it teaches you so much. So uh, very, very blessed to have that. And I think when I think about my time at ISU, it taught me so much that I still use today. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, just even like you said, the extracurriculars you can get involved with. So even if you were a theater major and you want to learn more about business, there's ways to get involved with that. And if you're a business major, theater Ted's open to anybody. So just trying to find that there's always something to take risks on as a student. And that leads into your time in postgraduate work too, and in your career and whatnot. So, um, and obviously for yours, you've taken a lot of risks. You've dared to suck and you've dared to succeed. And, you know, what I found just researching you, Erin, because that's what I do for my job is I research everybody to make sure you know find out what you do like a weird linkedin stalker um <laughs> so you've made a big impact in customer service and everything you've touched so every place you've gone i feel like i've just read how you've changed their culture you've changed their the way they've thought when they come to the hospitality the customer service the needs and wants of their customers so how using what you've learned how did you work so fast to do it I mean, I feel like you're just on this fast track. So how did you do it? How did you make that impact? Honestly, so I think, all right. I think what theater teaches you is it's what we call in business sprints, right? Sprints are agile methodology, which is to you sprint until you complete this. And any show that you do in theater is a sprint, right? You sprint and then we all, the show closes, we all get sick for a day and then you sprint again, right? Um, that's just what happens. Now in business, that's how I treated everything. It's like, we're gonna sprint, learn everything I can. And I always had this idea of like, this isn't the end, right? Like what's next, right? What's next, what's gonna happen? I mentor a lot of females uh, in our space and yeah. they always ask me, especially coming out of school, like, oh, should I really, should I do this or should I do this? And they're really contemplating things. And I'm like, do it. Why are you still thinking about it? Just go do it, get the experience and move on. Worst case, you hate it, go do something else, right? That is the opportunity we have, but learn as much as you possibly can. Be curious. Um, I love, big fan of Ted Lasso yeah. and one of the episode where he says, be curious, not judgmental. Mm. Like, always been my model, yeah. right? Like every time, I talked to someone, I was like, be curious, ask the questions. I'm not asking from a negative place. I'm asking like, why do we do it that way? Why are we looking at it? And again, it helps to understand the full picture that way by asking those questions, but it also opens you up to things you might not know. I had a, a peer tell me the other day, he goes, um, I always tell my team, you have to ask why twice. And I was like, what? And it, it's the same idea, which is, if someone set, gives you information, ask them why they're going to give you a little bit more information, ask them why, again, you'll get all the information. Okay. And I was like, same idea, right? So like, be curious, yeah. don't judge it, just learn as much as you possibly can, lean into it and move fast. Yeah. And for me, 
out of school, I didn't have kids. I had no risk, right? Other than the $800 I had in my car. Those were like, that's what I had. Um, What's the worst that could happen? I lose my car, I lose my $800. Like, that's it. There was no, like, yeah. I had no kids, I had no husband. Like, there was nothing I was providing for. So that's your time to take as many risks as possible. When someone's like, oh, I don't know if I should move, move. I don't know if I should do this at a college. Go do it. Go try it. Worst case, you fail. Yeah. Worst case. And then guess what? You learned something and you can go try something new. And that's, I'm, I call it collecting experiences. Mm-hmm. So when someone says like, it gives you an open mind too. Cause when someone comes to you and they're like, well, have you had any experience with this? I probably have. Yeah. Probably I guess you have. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It is. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to be, but you have to lean in and you have to don't second, just go worst case. It was the wrong decision. Great. Moving on. Yeah. Right. They yeah. said the house I bought, the foreshadowing of the house I bought in Vegas, which now I've owned a lot of different houses. Mm-hmm. Worst decision of my life. Recession hit. Thought Ooh. I was buying it at the lowest of the low. It was half the price it was originally. I was like, great. It dropped by another like three fourths of the price. I ended up having to go through the short sale process. Also a good learning experience. Yeah. But by all intents and purposes, that was a huge failure. Yeah. But I learned a crap ton. Yep. And now, you know, yeah, probably four houses later. Now, you know exactly what house you want. At least like <laughs> six houses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but you know, as you go and you learn and you learn, especially in the marketing world, I think this is something I think I'm personally interested in as a marketer too, is that creative edge. You've learned to be creative, to think outside the box, but how, you know, and we talked a little bit before we started recording, um, you know, the Delia, uh, rewards program and you know all the other loyalty programs you've worked on in Vegas and then now working at Museum of Ice Cream it everything takes a lot of creativity and a lot of that fast track movement too so at the same time marketing can be draining Mar- marketing can just drain you and you give it your all and it's like okay now what's next so how do you keep that creative juice going as a marketer that's just always reaching and learning and collecting all those experiences what's that kind of advice right. you can give i mean everything you just said as a marketer could be said for a theater person too huh, see, there you go. <laughs> uh, i would say that how do i keep creativity alive you have to take time and like clear your brain mm-hmm. or go have a cocktail or whatever it is yeah. that allows you to unwind yourself and go okay like now I can be creative or I can, or you put yourself in a group of people who are just naturally going to start brainstorming. Right. And mm-hmm. we've all been around those people who are like, we should try this. And someone else is like, we should try this. And like, you're not going to go jump off the bridge, but it starts to spawn creativity. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think of it a lot as I tell my team, when we do brainstorming sessions, the yes. And right. The improv mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. And I always give them the example of if you're in improv and someone says, uh, hey, I brought a goat to the party, you can't be like, no, you didn't, or that's a dumb idea, or get that goat out of here. You would be like, great, I brought my kangaroo. That's so amazing. Like you, you're like, yes, you did. And here's how I'm going to like checkmate that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um that's how brainstorming works. And that also builds creativity and excitement yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and what fuels you. And from a marketing perspective, how do you get there? It can be draining, um, but if you are set clear goals of what you want to achieve and you see some progress to get there or and you don't take failure as a bad thing, 
then you're good to go and you'll keep moving forward. Yeah. I also think the people you surround yourself with means so much. Mm-hmm. So who you decide, and they say those statements of like, look around you, whoever you surround yourself with is what you'll become. And so I put myself in lots of different circles because I don't want to become anyone. I want to be me. And so I want to be friends with all of them, everybody, yeah. everybody in all the circles. Everyone wants to be friends with you. I'm sure too. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stop it. Yes, I do. I said it. So yes, it's true. Um, but no, and like I said, creativity is important, especially for, you know, someone again, in your career path, you've taken on new positions multiple times too. So you have to continue to be creative and think of what's next, what's next. And, you know, that goes say leading into, uh, you know, the next part I wanted to talk about is you've taken on new positions. You've taken on new position when you worked with Del Taco of creative new position. And then now in this newly created position as chief marketing officer for museum of ice cream, this huge, you know, new ice cream in a museum would just grow phenomenally and become viral. And it's just, it's fun to look at and I still want to go visit. Um, but especially in this digital world, you don't, you have to continue to be creative. You've taken on these new positions. So how does it feel to be the first person that has to come into these, you know, areas and say, now what do I do? What? Yeah. So there's no book, right? There's no, like when you take on a position that's already been filled, usually there's like, here's what your role is. Here you go. Uh, the great thing about it though, is I've had the ability to take the expectation and then design around it mm-hmm. and be able to create some of those things. So whether it's at Del Taco and creating the loyalty program for Delia rewards and being able to go, let's build something different or cool that after looking at rewards and loyalty outside of restaurants mm-hmm. and what actually drives them, whether it's Southwest and American airlines or Vegas loyalty, yeah. which I have experience in right yeah. collector of experiences. I'm able yeah. to use those to build uh, a really, really amazing uh loyalty structure and architecture and then uh for i don't know museum of ice cream our mission is to unite and inspire through imagination and connection you don't hear it say to unite through ice cream it's to unite and inspire through imagination and connection human connection and so we actually want people to put your phone down like get to know each other look at each other be seen that is so much more transcends so much more than ice cream and ice cream happens to be the channel in which we get you there because we want you to come and immerse yourself and play like a kid again and eat ice cream and you want to talk about being creative you get an adult to play like a kid creativity just starts coming out and you can't help it and so when you're at that moment of your guard is down. You can have fun. You're doing things that remind you of your childhood. You're going to have fun. Chicago, we have a museum of ice cream. I invite you all to Chicago, New York, uh, Austin, Singapore. We just announced Miami. Um, We're growing and growing fast as well as we will have other experiential concepts as well. But coming in and being able to work alongside an amazing team and founders that are already in place to grow this brand where we spread joy. We spread joy. Mm-hmm. that that to me is worth every minute of my time to yeah. focus on it because I don't necessarily think of myself as a marketer I think of someone who gets to share a story and a storyteller and I happen to be able to do it through my expertise which happens to be in marketing and technology mm-hmm. I get to share a story of why 
you visiting the Museum of Ice Cream is going to leave you filled with joy mm -hmm. and ice cream. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And so who wouldn't want to take on new positions like that? Yeah. It, I mean, again, like you said, it's that collecting of experiences and here's brand new experiences you get to look at and see from different points of view and get to be a part of. And I just love that whole concept of storytelling on top of it as well, too. So, um, and I guess you kind of share a little bit. So as you grow in these new position and maybe your you know newest position as CMO for Museum of Ice Cream. So, so what's next for you? What's oh, next maybe even in the Museum of Ice Cream that you could share, so. Um, well, we did just announce uh, Miami. So that's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. And we have more to announce soon as well as other experiential concepts this yeah. year. And um, then what's next for me? I'm gonna continue to grow with this company. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I will tell you though, no, at no point in my whole journey, if someone said, horrible question that gets asked where do you see yourself in five or oh, ten years yeah or ten years ten years ago I was 29 mm -hmm. ten years ago it was 2013 ten years ago I had just moved out of Las Vegas yeah I've done a hundred things since yeah. then and so that question no if you create a plan it's that whole adage that like God laughs when you think you have a plan right mm -hmm. I've never been like, sure, I've daydreamed about where I want to be, mm -hmm. but I've never said, oh man, I'm definitely going to move to Wisconsin one day and I'm going to work at these <laughs> types the of jobs. Like, <laughs> it never even dawned on me that that was even an option at one yeah. point. So if you leave yourself open to experience, if you know that, hey, in the world, if this was a graph, I want to always be making progress up. I want to always be learning, leaning in taking the risk, you're going to do just fine. You don't have to know where the end is, but you need to enjoy the journey. And I still struggle with that where I'm like, oh, all right, where's this going? What's happening next? Mm -hmm. Versus being like, what am I enjoying about today? Right? Mm -hmm. What am I enjoying about this journey that I'm on? And I think some of that comes with experience because right out of college, I was like, where am I going? What's next? Now I'm like, why didn't I enjoy all those moments instead of looking around the corner? Mm -hmm. But if you lean in and you just say yes, say yes. If someone brings you an opportunity and they're like, you can learn this, you can work your way up, say yes and lean in. Love it. See, and now you already answered my question, but I have to still say the last one of the last questions I wanted to ask, and I want everyone to know is, you know, Erin graciously decided to talk to us, but I wanted to talk to her because, and I asked your age for a reason, because you did just receive Illinois State University's Outstanding Young Alumni Award, and you've been recognized for, you know, from a variety of different organizations for all the work that you've done, um, and you've accomplished so much before, and our Young Alumni Award goes to anyone 40 or younger, so yeah, just you just made a cut off. Good job, you. <laughs> I'm sure you probably could have fit something else in in one more year and then been recognized <laughs> at 40. Like, what a great 40th birthday present. But you you have done so much, you know, personally, professionally, and I'm sure what you just said is something you would share with those that you're you mentor. But you know, more specifically, I you know passionate about pushing you know women, female leaders. So, what kind of advice do you share with young you know? young professionals, yes, and young, you know, female professionals as they work to find their spot in the world and climbing on this fast track or, you know, a specific ladder, not plan, because no plans, people, no, do what you want to do, but what yeah. kind of advice do you have for them? 
Um, it's the same. It's the lean and don't be afraid to yeah. take your seat at the table. And I had to fight each generation. The generation before me had to adapt to a man's world in order to get a seat at the table. My generation, I'm able to take the seat at the table, but I still have to fight to be there to be my authentic self. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we've paved a bit of the way so that females that are coming out now just know to walk up and take the seat at the table. Nice. I was in a boardroom where a younger associate sat in the back and she was like, I was like, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I'll leave that chair for someone else. No, get up here. Like you were in this room first. Sorry, they missed the meeting. Mm -hmm. Sit at the table. Mm -hmm. And it was literally uh, and figuratively the example of take your seat at the table. <laughs> and that, uh, it doesn't mean you have to pretend like you know everything, but if you are the expert, if you are learning, if you're staying up, say what you have to say, speak your mind. If you hear something, you don't have to be rude, but you could say, Hey, I've researched that. Here's what I know about the information and be okay. Putting it out there and feel strong and feel confident in it. Um, I came up again as the generation where I was told that because I was direct and open, uh, that I would be called a lot of names as a female that, but my male peers would not be, they would be told that they were just strong and very clear leaders. Uh, and my hope against hope is that I've paved the way for that. I just finished a panel on women in leadership recently. And I was asked the question, which is, where do you want this conversation to be in five to 10 years? And I said, I don't want to be having this conversation yeah. anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be talking about how female leaders are not Whoa. represented well enough. Whoa. I don't want to be talking about gender bias or mm -hmm. uh, racial bias. I want us to truly be equal across the board on all things. Yes. And it's, but the to get there, we have to call attention to it first in mm -hmm. order to get to a level of equality. We are not there from a female or a women's leadership perspective. We are not there in a lot of areas in yeah. business, Yeah. but we are calling attention to it. We are asking and seeking change. And I believe, and my hope is that it is better for the generation that comes after me than it was for me. And I know for a fact, it is better for me than the generation that came before me. Yeah. Yeah. And we need people like you and, you know, any type, you know, anyone in a leadership position to have these conversations, I think, too, and to remind others that are working their way and want to be in these vice president roles or just any, you know, just wanting to be a mentor for somebody else. It doesn't matter what role you're in, but just showing that this is the conversations we need to have. And if you don't have the conversation, nothing's going to change either. So I was on a, a video call the other day and my daughter, my daughter, my son came in and leaned into the call and this is what we are now. It's just a, it, yeah. you blend it together and yeah. I do not apologize for it because I work my butt off. Yes. Yeah. My family is a big role, takes a big role. And I think for any young females who are going into the workforce, don't apologize, walk in and own your space mm -hmm. and whatever your story is, own your story. Love it. Uh, same with negotiating job offers, yeah. right? Own it. If you don't feel comfortable speaking up with your words, put it in writing, mm -hmm. but own it. Mm -hmm. Great. Thanks, Erin. So my final question. <laughs> okay. Now I feel like we got in all this serious, great moment. So I always have to end lightheartedly. If you had to choose tacos, wings, or ice cream. 
Oh God. That is, I mean, <laughs> all of them. Can I have them all? Like, I yes. mean, sounds like maybe we're high, but <laughs> if we're eating three of those, but no, I, so I have a sign in my office that says, I can't make everyone happy. I'm not a taco, but boy, tacos really do make everyone happy. Um, they're delicious they but ice cream does too. And it's pure joy. I think I have to go with ice cream because there's so many different variations. Okay. That, like, I like it. Things are good. This is, it, this is a tough, this is, this is, I mean, it's not, that's not even a fair race, right? Like, well, it all should win. Maybe we shouldn't have worked in all these different amazing food industries yeah. and I wouldn't have to ask the question to you. Oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> I didn't even ask like Jack in the Box or anything like that. So I put just three things on the table for you. There's so many good things, like the oh. breakfast tacos at Del Taco, the mini tacos at Jack in the Box, the <laughs> cheese, cheeseburger at Jack in the Box. Like, I'm going to eat lunch after this, guaranteed. Um, mint chocolate chip or cookie dough ice cream. Oh, yeah. I pick out all the cookie dough bites. Yep. Like people, why is there still ice cream in here? I was like, because I already ate all the cookie dough yeah, out of it. That's the best part. Um, there was an ice cream that someone gave me at one of our museums the other day that was like unicorn with multicolors, caramel, brownie bites, and like sprinkles in it. And at first you look at it and you go, I don't know if that's going to be good. And then you eat it and you're like, I'm never eating any other ice cream after this. <laughs> And that's what's great is you get to try all these different flavors. And we do have gluten-free, like dairy-free, vegan-friendly, all of those type options too. I'm not going to lie and say that I've tried them all because I'm not vegan or dairy-free, but but they're there. there. I'm sure they're delicious. Open to everybody. Well, well, Erin, thank you for being with us today. We appreciate it. And your words of wisdom, your, you know, the, the, path that you're taking it's very inspirational so i thank you again and i'm excited to see what's next and i hope a lot of our redbirds can you know experience a lot you know what you've touched when it comes to all these different um companies where you go visit vegas think of erin you go to del taco you go to wingstop and more you know recently chicago we have a lot of redbirds in chicago so museum of ice cream of ice cream chicago new york let's go let's go yeah. hang out yes. anyone who listens if you want to reach out to me if you want more advice or if you want to tell me that you hated this podcast you're welcome to reach out yeah tell her don't tell me <laughs> <laughs> all right aaron thank you so much of course thank you was 2006 School of Theater and Dance alum Aaron Levzo. Thanks for listening and tune in next time for more stories from Beyond the Quad.